Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the 2018 film Little Italy. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen the film, just be aware that we might talk about elements of the plot and there might be spoilers. Enjoy. Paddy Johnston and Rob Gordon are here to talk rom-coms. Hello. <laughs> I started too low on that, so when I went right down to the low notes, it was right at the bottom of my, <laughs> my range, but I just about got there. Excellent. Whereas I just besmirched the name of Italy everywhere by singing the Italian national anthem, but making us about our podcast. Sorry, <laughs> Which Italy. is fine. No, I think Italy would be okay with it. How are you doing? I mean, I'm all right. I mean, Italy, they're probably more okay with that than they are with the film Little Italy, aren't they? Yes. A hundred percent. But I'd venture to say that probably no Italian person has watched this film. Or been involved in this film. Or been involved in this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay, well, made... let's, let's dive right in then. Let, yeah, let's, let, let's, let's go straight into Fresh it. Fresh out of the very hot podcast oven. Yeah, screw the pleasantries. We're going to be... <laughs> you don't want to too... hear about the pie that I've got in the oven. I was going to talk about how Jordan Peterson's back on his bullshit. But, you know, we can, we can well, save that for later. We, we, we can save that for later on. For now, let's talk about our favourite Canadian and Italians. Italian Canadians? Yeah, Italian um, Canadians. Uh, in, in the movie Little Italy. 2018. Um, <laughs> 2018. So, set in the... Italian neighborhood of Toronto. It's it's Romeo and Juliet, apart from about pizzerias and very bad. Yeah, I love I love the, the bit way. where they both died at the end. Yeah, they both ate tainted pizza. Yeah, it's um, like no, the ore- <laughs> the oregano. Yeah, it wasn't supposed like, to kill <laughs> kill you. And and then he goes, no, now I must eat the tainted sauce, and also dies. But it's um, not the tainted sauce. That's the twist. Yes, exactly. Um, so this movie is this this movie gained notoriety before it came out because of its awful poster. <laughs> the um, one where Hayden Christensen. I mean, he does look older than he is in this film, anyway. But on the poster, he looks like he's forty-five. He looks like a sort of aged <laughs> yeah. and stretched Vince Vaughn. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Which and I know he, is unkind, but. It, it is uncommon, but but it does. There is a noticeable age gap between the two leads in this movie, even though they're meant to be kids at the same age together when they were younger. Because Hayden Christensen, I think, is about ten years older than Emma Roberts. Oh, really? And it kind of shows in this film. Let's um, see. She was born in 1991. Jesus Christ, she's younger than us. He was born in 1981. You are correct, and he's yeah. older than us, so that's good. He's older than us. Um, and he is the he is the Italian link for this movie. There's a few Italian links, and his mother was, or at least has some Italian ancestry, apparently. Ah, okay. So, I did not know that. I did not make that assumption, but he was able to put on something of an accent in this film, so I thought maybe there was something there. <laughs> yeah, so maybe. Um, but <laughs> God damn, this movie, man. Um, it is immediately the most fake italian thing i've ever seen in my life it's quite incredible isn't it yeah i I have been to little italy in toronto and it's very nice was there a pizza making uh contest when you were in toronto italy i did not stumble upon any pizza eating contests i mean i walked through the neighborhood once in an afternoon but it seemed very very nice oh there we go and it looks nice here even though the people in it are horrible horn dogs to, yeah, to yeah. A person. Everybody's horny in this film. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, everyone. Surprised they didn't horny. use the song "Horny" by Moose T featuring whoever it was. <laughs> oh, that song is amazing. <laughs> it's um, a banger. But 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 that's what strikes me as interesting is that 
is that this movie, or maybe not interesting is not the right word, but this movie's po- the original poster is one of the most default nonsense things <laughs> that's ever been made. The, if you haven't the, seen it, it's so good. It's got like a sort of Italian flag that's been made into something else. I can't tell. Is it a ticket? Like a plane ticket with a heart on top? I can't even tell what it is. And then there's a heart on top of that. And when they're standing there in their t-shirts from the film and Hayden Christensen is leaning. I think we could just spend an hour dissecting this poster, but he's like leaning forward in a really weird way. And she's just like got her hands on her hips looking like with her kind of fake smile pinned on going, how long do I have to stand here? And yeah, it's a terrible poster, but it's got really bad typography as well. Like where they've got a sort of like, when you go to it's sort of word art ish fonts for the names and then just like a very basic sans serif for little italy which sometimes i'm in favor of but no it looks bad yeah it's 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 quite bad um so so that was that was what introduced this movie to the world the 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 poster that they eventually went with isn't much better i think it's fair to say um and and it looks more like a nora efron type poster yeah yeah the um the updated one and then, and then the the main story is really generic, and a lot of the time it's a very generic film. So uh, these two kids they grew up together in, in the same pizzeria where their dads worked together and made the best goddamn pizza that Toronto's ever seen. Um, and then they fell out. the 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 two dads fell out over something. And nobody knows why. Nobody knows why. Um, and then flash forward to modern day, Emma Roberts. Um, Nikki Angioli is now a super trainee chef in London. Um, being With no hint by, of an Italian accent. <laughs> being trained by Jane Seymour. Um, and, not the wife of Henry VIII. <laughs> not the wife of Henry VIII, the, the actor. Um, and she, yeah, she, she is training to be a chef, but then she has to go back home to update her student visa to a work visa because she's going to potentially be the chef at this fancy new restaurant in Mayfair where all of the millennials are going to go apparently because when I think of Mayfair I think of millennials I think that's where you know where the hip, the hip young people go they go to Mayfair that's where yeah because I don't know if you know this about millennials right our generation but every single one of us has got shit loads of money and <laughs> wants to spend it in an expensive restaurant we've got fuck loads of money and we can all afford to go to we can't even step foot in Mayfair the people of Mayfair turn flamethrowers on us as soon as we try and enter um yeah which is very bizarre <laughs> um but she has to go back home and then uh she returns to the horniest place in the world um, little Italy, Toronto. Little Officially, Italy. are we saying it's official? I think the it's horniest official. place on earth. Yeah, I think. I think if we went to Guinness and asked them to officially rate the horniest place on earth, it would be Little Italy in Toronto. <laughs> Guinness World Record, horniest place on earth. How do they measure that? Um, I guess the number of condoms bought per square mile, um, the the number of STDs. So you've got both the people who use use con- um contraception and the people who don't um and i don't know apart from that i th- i think someone who works for the guinness world record company has to go there and like live there for a week and just listen to all the horny conversations that are happening <laughs> there's someone whose job it is to do that for all the p- different places that claim that they're the horniest place on earth and then he gets to decide yeah, I think that that's what they've got to do. Um, so, so yeah, so she goes back here, and and just to go into a little bit of, um, <laughs> let's just talk about some of the horniness. So you've got horny old ladies. <laughs> is this the uh, the horn section? This is the horn section. Um, this is the horn section of the podcast where we talk about how horny so you've got really horny old ladies you've got really horny parents really this is going to be our new bit our new feature how horny section how how horny is this film um yes not to be confused with how high 2001 how high exactly um so so i think you're introduced to um to the horniness through Emma Roberts's friends who she meets at the airport, aren't you? Where they they turn up and they're immediately like, oh, let's talk about how great penises are and how rubbish <laughs> penises are. Um, Here comes some vulgar gags coming <laughs> at you. Gags. Um, but then after that, you've got um, an incredibly horny delivery, delivery guy slash, I guess, sous chef to the 
to the one of the Italian restaurants. It doesn't matter which one. Slash um, Indian stereotype. Slash Indian stereotype. Yep, that's right. Of which we have two in this movie. It's, yep. Uh, yeah. Two um, for the price of one. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go deliver this pizza to some ladies. I better put a, put some mouth spray in and, and get ready to get some good loving going on." Turns like out this is Anchorman level stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But without the irony of Anchorman at all. What's um, Italian for sex panther? Because that's probably in there somewhere. <laughs> panther de sexo. Um, I think it is. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But but yeah. So so he turns up, and then it's these three old ladies that are like, "Well, you're going to have sex with us," and drag him into the house. And you're like, "That's odd." Uh, the parents are constantly talking about sex all the time. Okay, that's yeah. fine. You know, older people who are, embrace their sexuality fully on board with that. Yeah, we, we, we must stress at this point. I think I said that a bit like Boris Johnson. <laughs> He's giving one of his coronavirus briefings. Well, I must stress to you, we must stress to you, our good listeners, that we don't have a problem with horny. No, we we love a bit of horny. We love a bit of horny. Horn is good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, the parents are horny. That's great. Um, The grandparents are also horny. There's this whole lovely subplot. that I'd like to go into more detail when we're through the horn section um, where the grandparents are horny. Brilliant. Um, everyone, everyone in the restaurant when they get given weed by accident is horny. That's not what weed does to you. It doesn't make you dance on tables. It doesn't make you super horny. But they're all mega horny. Um, Are you and, farting right now, or is there feedback? Uh, I'm not farting. Are you getting oh. feedback? <laughs> it, it sounds fine now. But just while you were saying that last sentence, there was just this like. <laughs> going on in the background it's we're interested it's to hear if that's section. on the weekend <laughs> well yeah so on the recording um yeah that's the the sound of the horn section yeah exactly um so yeah so they're all um they're all ex- extremely horny there um and then lol we've got a we've got a lol sexual assault against men is funny moment there as well where um hayden christensen gets felt up by a female cop and everyone's laughing oh it's, yeah it's geez, and everyone's watching and yeah. they're just like what why is no one saying anything or doing anything yeah because uh, because sexual harassment of a man is funny yeah lol well i mean no one's saying or doing anything because cops i mean even in toronto they have guns right but but yeah they're all like oh yeah he's being felt up by a cop this is really funny um, and then you're supposed to be laughing along as this man is groped by a person in a position of authority, and you're like, "Yeah, no, this this isn't cool movie." <laughs> He's just rolling cool. a bunch of like dick jokes off her her tongue while she grabs him. Yeah, are you? What's this here? Oh, listen, your abs are really rock hard. What else is hard? And I, fucking hell, <laughs> this this film's taking a turn. Um, you've got a, a random guy who's got a foot fetish, who's like sniffing Emma Roberts's shoes. Oh yeah, geez, that uh, came out of nowhere. Which came out of nowhere. Um and then like an anchovy on a pizza. And then Hayden Christensen's kind of got the horn. He's sleeping around. He's 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 you know, he's he's having fun. Um Emma Roberts is not and feels a little bit you know, there's all of these reasons why she's out of place and she's supposed to feel out of place like, oh, I make food that's too good for for at a, a pizzeria. And, you know, I wanted to escape and get away from this claustrophobic environment. But really, the thing that sets her out from everyone else is that she notoriously lacks the horn that everybody else in this <laughs> in this neighborhood has. Yeah. Everyone in her Italian family is like, why you not have the horn? <laughs> why you not have the horn? Yeah, it's like, and that's it, genuinely <laughs> what's in the film. That's not me doing that accent. That's the offensive accent that's in the film. <laughs> that so. is completely right. Yeah um uh, you know they bring out a load of cannolis and it's like these are the kind of horns you make this is the kind of horn we make and they just gesture violently at one another <laughs> um but uh but yeah so anyway um yeah so eventually she does get the horn though and hayden christian and her her make it a baby um yeah. and but then kind of regret it and then everyone else just continues to be horny um there's a wonderful line that's like oh yeah you want to be with a man that makes you horny but the real man you want is the one that you want to eat every day or something like that. <laughs> i wrote it down it was a good man is the meal you want to eat every night after which <laughs> yes. the note i i wrote down read what the fuck are you weird horny cannibals <laughs> yeah so what's the secret ingredient in their pizza it's human flesh and, yep. <laughs> and sex that's uh yeah so um soylent green white and red 
dear. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's quite something the level of horn because apart from that, this movie is a bad, light-hearted rom-com. But just if everyone in a bad, light-hearted rom-com was extremely horny, horny and vulgar. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I I appreciate a certain level of vulgarity, but this is like, ah, oh, it's it's a shame because buried in there is the kernel of a decent film. You know, the dough that this film is baked on is good. It's a decent base, but the <laughs> toppings, man. Someone just decided we'll cover this in endless toppings of shit gags. And okay, like you, you have a couple of slices. You're like, okay, I, I enjoy shit gags. This is nice. You get to the third one, you start to feel a little full, a little sick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've overdone it on the toppings, haven't they? Well, they, they could have made a very nice margarita, but instead they went for a meat feast. And it didn't work for them, and it's too greasy. Um, and yeah, the quality this of the is meat a greasy is film. <laughs> it's a greasy film. Um, uh, but yeah, they're really big on the Italian stereotypes, aren't they? So, like, there's this scene early on where Emma Roberts has stayed over at Hayden Christensen's flat because um, she got drunk, uh, and and like he's like, "Hey, have an espresso," and then they drink a the espresso, and then later on they eat a de pizza. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> not every not every italian person has an espresso every day you know it's like it's not it's not a thing but yeah they just keep shoving yeah, all what, of that of course they do what are you talking about it's just like how ev- or we eat roast beef every day yeah i have like a that. roast dinner every day um yeah, it's just breakfast yeah, <laughs> it's just really odd the sheer qu- quantity of italian stuff they just shoehorn into this movie um which i suppose is what people wanted from a movie called little italy about a pizza contest <laughs> but still it's a bit but that's much. the thing it's not about the contest you get an hour and 15 minutes in and that's when the contest happens and you're like what what i thought this was a contest movie this is the, the the central problem with it is that it's not the contest movie and it should be the contest movie that should be the hook rather than the kind of will they won't they we're old friends Here's some horny vulgar stuff because that's what you like because it's funny, yeah, you millennials. <laughs> In, enjoy these vulgar jokes, you pigs. <laughs> you hogs. Um, yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's odd and it's very meandering as well. And some of the meandering works quite well. So um, Danny Aiello is in this movie. I love him so. Rest much. his soul. And this was his last role. Yeah, and he's great in this. And he is basically grand... reprising his character from Do the Right Thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, just just however many years later. Um and um and yeah, and he's in love with the grandma of Emma Roberts, and Emma Roberts' grandma is in love with Hayden Christensen's granddad, played by Dan Aiello. And that story is actually quite sweet. So they they meet up in the church to to talk dirty talk in yep. the confession horny confession <laughs> horny confession um they go to starbucks and they drink lots of starbucks coffee um which i, I and i think that's quite a funny little inversion because you've got these two um massive italian stereotypes and rather than drinking espresso they're drinking these incredibly sweet syrupy coffees and really loving it and i thought that was really nice yeah um, that was fun i appreciated that yeah and their whole story is really lovely and i quite enjoyed it and again they're both they both got the horn because of course they do this is a horny movie but with them it feels much more fun and you're like okay yeah i can get on board with these old people wanting to have a little bit of fun in their twilight years and eventually they're getting married and things like that um yeah and and so i almost wished that that was the main plot you know <laughs> I would watch that film. That would be a lovely film, wouldn't it? All about this kind of romance between two old Italians in in Canada. And in fact, if you really wanted to keep the whole feuding families thing together, you could even keep that in there as an inversion of Romeo and Juliet, where they decide, you know what, we're sick of this feud between our sons. If we get married, they're going to have to be brothers and they're going to have to deal with it. And so it starts off as this like... um, mutual arrangement and then they grow to love each other more and more and more and i think that could be a really nice little premise you know that could be a a nice a nice little movie in its own right and Um, you can still have the pizza thing as a subplot even if you wanted to yeah you could you could have it but instead you've got a young woman and a not quite as young man (laughs) who are who are are sort of supposedly in love but it never really feels very natural does it 
it really does not know. And I, I think that's that's the real problem with this film is it just feels like he's sort of mumbling and following her around and doing nice things for her. But it's like you never feel that she's into it, really. But it still feels like even though he's like weirdly passive and like he's the one still doing stuff and she's passive and just kind of letting stuff happen to her. And it just feels like you're not really rooting for either of them, even though they're not unlikable. Yeah, I think that's right. And and he's much more likable for the majority of the runtime until he becomes a real piece of shit um, for about 15 minutes. Because of course he does, because he's a man in a romantic comedy that doesn't have much man. imagination. So he, he becomes an asshole for a little short while to kind of raise the stakes a bit. But yeah, he's he's generally more likable. He's very grounded. He's like, hey, I, I teach the kids soccer and I, I cook in the pizzeria. But I've got these. I'm growing my ideas. herb garden. I've 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 got these radical ideas that don't align with what my dad wants to do with his pizzeria. So I'm going to have to keep them on the lowdown. Um, yeah, which he definitely should because figs on pizza. Fuck you. Well, not so much the figs on pizza, which is a weird idea. That is not way. just that is perverted. I'm but sorry. no, no time for generalizations here from me no self-respecting italian or italian american or italian canadian would put gouda on a pizza i'm sorry fuck off yeah like, that's what gouda, swiss cheese yeah gouda is dutch i think dutch yeah, you yes, would not you're correct. nobody who makes pizza would ever put gouda on a pizza as the primary cheese it you does know, not make, melt well Gouda, maybe if you're maybe it? if you're doing multiple cheeses, maybe if you're doing like a three cheese or four cheese pizza, Gouda might be one of the cheeses there. But as the base cheese for a pizza, fuck off with that shit. I'm sorry, yeah. it's awful. The most unrealistic thing in this movie that they didn't immediately spit that out and say that it is a insult to their Italian heritage. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I did appreciate that he's got this massive pizza husband in his house or whatever it is that he's doing because it's not the normal restaurant is it that he's doing the cooking in no this is his Um, own little apartment that he shares with luigi the horny bartender (laughs) yeah luigi the horny bartender one of the few really enjoyable characters in this movie i think i'd say he he runs the bar and he's horny and he gets his bum out oh yes it's, it's a very, it's a perfect shot, that, isn't it? It's just like you see it through her <laughs> yeah. eyes, just suddenly his arse and <laughs> pants pull up around it. Yeah, it's That's glorious. very good. Um, yeah, so he lives there, but it's a really fancy apartment, and he has a pizza oven, and he makes her this pizza. And I thought they were going to go down, like, the um, the ghost route, where instead of clay, it's pizza dough, and they're kneading it together. I thought that as um, well. And I feel like that's a bit of a missed opportunity that they didn't do that. <laughs> definitely um, yeah but um but yeah but they don't do that but instead he says no you leave it in for a little bit longer to make it crispy and she goes no it's ready now and you've got this whole oh he's a he's a pizza chef from the streets and she's a she's a highly trained <laughs> he's a radical chef. dude he's a r- highly trained chef who follows the rules and yeah no that doesn't come up again until right at the end <laughs> It's just very odd. There's all these very odd decisions made in this film. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd film, isn't it? And for something that really ultimately is kind of pedestrian, it's weird how weird it is. Yeah, it's a it's, it's yeah because it is most of the runtime. If you if you went through the plot points one after another, it would seem like the most generic rom com you'd ever found in your life you know she comes home from being away runs into boy that she used to like falls back in love again their parents don't like it hijinks ensue eventually she goes to leave but then comes back after a chase to the airport because yes this movie of has course a chase. there's an airport chase <laughs> it has the most boring airport chase i think i've ever seen but there is an airport chase in this movie what um, he should have done was to ride his vespa like into the airport and all the way up to airport security and like do a sort of sick wheelie over the security and then get arrested for it. <laughs> exactly. And can I just point out, here's a little little something. Um <laughs> she's she's flying from Toronto um and going to London is where she's gonna end up. But the flight she's getting is a flight to Manchester. But I think there's direct flights to Gatwick, isn't there, from Toronto? Yeah, I flew to I flew to Toronto from Heathrow. You can fly yeah. from both. Yeah. And in twenty eighteen I'm pretty sure that was the case as well. So so why the fuck is she going to to get uh, to, to Manchester first? I don't know if that was even Toronto Airport. 
Oh, do you reckon Leicester be Pearson Airport? So do, do you even so a little bit of of movie behind the scenes how the sausage is made. A lot of movies film in uh in Canada rather than in America. Uh, partially to get around union rules, partially to get tax tax breaks, things like that. So, do you reckon that they were too cheap to film it in Toronto, and then said filmed it in a cheaper Canadian city instead? Yeah, like Brampton, Ontario, or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it looked like the little Italy I walked through when I was in Toronto many years ago to me, but I can't be sure. Um, yeah, because I was just thinking, why would you? Um, why 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 would she be flying to manchester maybe she fancied going to see the home of the happy mondays before she <laughs> before she went. huge fan of bez <laughs> massive fan of bez what did you going to call bez. her um, her hip restaurant for millennials bez's cool joint <laughs> bez's diner that's what yeah. it's going to be bez's diner <laughs> uh, you get the bez special and it's just like chili served up in a shit hat <laughs> With like edible maracas on the side, <laughs> yes. Well, everything is served in like a maraca, an ice cream cone version of a maraca. Oh, that that would be genius. Uh, I think we need to go into the restaurant business, and we can have uh, we can have a lads band themed restaurant. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> yeah, we could have. Uh, uh, what what other what other bands would go would go well? Kasabian. You could, do, you could do um a clubfoot stew and it's like a hoover stew, couldn't you? Some little marrow. Disgusting. Yeah. Um or you could have a, a, an oasis one. Yeah. Uh a wonder wall of chocolate and it's like a fondue, a chocolate fondue. Nice. In the work, shape of a wall and you've got to like break it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, this would work. <laughs> yeah, it's going opening what, in Manchester, twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Emma Roberts is going to be our executive chef. Yeah, she's <laughs> going to bring in. She she can think of loads of dishes that we can't because it's her talent, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> we're yes. just going to put all of our millennial money behind it. It'll put all of our money because we're sick of spending all of our money in Mayfair constantly. We've yeah, got so geez. much money. That we we're we're gonna go out and you know set up this restaurant just for fun. That's what we're gonna do, just for fun. It's for a laugh. It's a side yeah. gig. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're. That's what we're gonna do. I don't um, even care if it makes money because to me, it's all about the don't look back in anger pie. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you have to. My pie out the oven. Thank you. Was that sorry? A... I had to check that my pie had come out of the oven. There is actually a don't look back at anger pie. <laughs> yeah, well, it's now christened that. <laughs> I'm just going to get like a... a um, you know when you print pictures onto sugar paper and put it on a cupcake? I'm going to do one of Noel Gallagher doing a V sign and then I'm going to put it on top of the pie. Oh, very good. I think, I think we need to theme the different areas of the... Um, of the of the menu as well so sorry i'm uh, being told i will not do anything with noel gallagher (laughs) it's it's a bit we're doing a bit you don't understand it because you can't hear what he's saying you can only hear me i'm getting the thumbs down Uh, anyway (laughs) but i I think we need to theme the different parts of the menu so don't look back in hunger will be the dessert section because you don't Uh, just in case you haven't eaten enough you want to make sure you've got some dessert song that is very good Song two for second course. So for the mains, it all comes as song two. Um, yeah. Fire starters. That's perfect. Yeah. You're good go. at this. There we go. Um, so, and if yeah. you're really, really naughty, twisted fire starters. Twisted fires. Yeah, those are That's like... all the, the sh- like spicy dishes. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want, everything comes with a side of scotch bonnet chilies and those are the twisted <laughs> fire starters. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is going to happen. This is going to work. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, there are no puns like that, really, no. in, in this in this movie. There are a few um, puns, aren't there? There's a lot of puns. It's generally around... See if you can sex. remember any of those while I try and think of a way I can shoehorn smack my bitch up into a meal. <laughs> smack my quiche up. There you go. I just don't have it today. <laughs> yeah, smack, smack my quiche up. Um, 
what are, what other songs are there? I'm not I'm not up with my with my uh my, with my football rock. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the one of us who likes football, so <laughs> yeah. I think I'm probably the wrong person for this. I'm just but, gonna be a silent investor. But the one who intensely dislikes football rock music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a silent and horny investor. <laughs> you could have a very you could have like a fancy dish that's covered in fool's gold leaf. Oh, that's good. One. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, have have you ever watched the show Worth It? It's a BuzzFeed show. No, um, I didn't know there were BuzzFeed shows. Yeah, so BuzzFeed has uh, a few YouTube channels, and some of them are very funny. There's a there's a great one called BuzzFeed Unsolved, where it's these two guys that either look at unsolved real life mysteries or go and look at supernatural stuff. And it's these two very funny guys who do it. And there's another show called Worth It, where it's these uh, different two fellas and they uh, they go around to different themes of food. So it might be hot dogs or pizza or what have you. And they look at a low price point, average price point and top price point, And they decide which one is most worth it to eat. And often the top price point one is like, here's a pizza, but actually it's just a flatbread covered in caviar and gold leaf that kind of thing and it costs five thousand dollars that kind of stuff right this Um, concept is sounding familiar to me maybe i have seen it so i think i think maybe they could have done that in this movie and had like a a big fancy pizza that's just covered in gold leaf um and and caviar and foie gras and everything like that um yeah because those things go together and wouldn't be an overpowering disgusting mess yeah have you have you ever had have you ever had caviar or roe or any kind of fish egg thing? No, I haven't. Um, roe is vile. It's genuinely really horrible. Um, Cod roe. Yeah. Can't you get that down the chippy? You can get it down the chippy, I think. Or you used so to. So what is it? Just it's just like cod egg. Yeah, it's just it's just eggs. You're just eat, eating fish egg. It's not very Sounds nice. Revolting. Yeah, but but rich people like that kind of stuff, and they like they like ducks that have been incredibly poorly treated so much so that their livers get incredibly fatty and then get cooked up and they like things covered in gold and that, that's the kind of stuff that we like as people who go to mayfair all the time you know yeah gold stuff if it doesn't have gold leaf on it i don't want to know my entire house is covered in gold leaf my entire house is gold like donald trump yeah my la- my laptop is covered in gold right now it makes it very hard to use but it looks fantastic my uh, face is covered in gold. It's actually quite hard to talk to you. <laughs> each right now. each strand of your beard is just wrapped in gold. Yeah. Um, so turns out cod roe is like a Scandinavian delicacy. Who knew? But they kind of make it into a weird sausage. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's uh, it. Looks looks disgusting. Anyway. Yeah, it's not great. I'm not going to lie. Apologies to anyone who likes eating fish eggs of any kind. I think you're weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, you pervert. <laughs> um. So uh, anyway, right back to Little Italy. Did you notice there's some weird racism in this film? I, I did, unfortunately. Yes, that as in because well, it's kind of hard not to when literally every time any of the Indian characters opens their mouths, it's an Indian stereotype. Yeah, they're out. always talking about something uh, very, very Indian stereotypey. Um, one of one of the old ladies says to the Indian guy, "Take me on your magic carpet ride." Yeah, catch that. Yeah, and not... then he says he's going to show her his what Indian rope trick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. That was <laughs> it's, nasty. It's really not good. Like I do appreciate seeing that these Italian restaurants have people who aren't Italian working in them, but the fact that there's there's two two Indian people and they're both just horrible stereotypes it's not good and, and of course figures of ridicule yeah and they're both yeah they're not they're not these sympathetic characters they're just people there to be laughed at really and then at the end of course the two indian people must get together yeah uh, i saw that one coming a mile <laughs> yeah that's got to happen so it's 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 not great um but there, there's some other weird choices as well like um some of the script is very odd um not just the sheer level of horn but and there's just, gags being thrown in every few minutes. Yeah, that kind of breaks breaks whatever pace it was trying to do. Um, but yeah. like she says, oh, 
we're, I've appreciated this tryst. And it's like, who the fuck uses the word tryst? No one says that. And, and, and his reaction to it is actually perfect because he goes, well, <laughs> tryst. Tryst, yeah. Yeah, um, sure. In the way that you would if someone said that because you'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, what if, words are you saying right now? If, if, if I had had a romantic engagement with someone and they said, look, I appreciate the tryst we're having. I'm like, oh shit, I've traveled back in time to the 19th century. Yeah, oh, sorry, I didn't realize we were in, you know, a, a staging of Romeo and Juliet or the taming <laughs> of the shrew. <laughs> exactly, you know. Oh, I better go. <laughs> better go away, try and find my time machine. Um, there's also I the. Thought bit... you were going to say better go find my pantaloons. Or... Oh, I've also got to go find my, my pantaloons and my ruff. <laughs> Put on some uh some lead based makeup. Uh, and things like that. Um, there's also yeah. the bit where he says the word kale over and over again. And I was like, what is, what is, what is the oh, point yeah. of this? Do you, do you remember that scene? Where she says, oh, I bet you've never heard of kale. And then he just goes, kale, 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 kale. It's like, well, yeah. okay. It's like the film skipped. <laughs> yeah, it was, exactly. It's like, how is this skipped? This is, uh, I'm, I'm watching it on Netflix. What's going on here? Um, so, uh, in general, Paddy, I just want to apologise for bringing this movie to your attention because although you, although you chose it, this was your choice, wasn't it? I think. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I'm the one who let you know that it was around. Really, um, I could have stumbled across it myself. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it might have come up. Um, so I apologise for making you watch this. I- That's okay. I. There's a lot wrong with it, and we've just spent a lot, a lot of time kind of ripping it apart. But I don't know if I hate it. There's something lovable about it at its core. It's just got a lot of problems with it. But I'm not annoyed that I watched it. Okay, that's good. Because, yeah, I'm not annoyed that I watched it, but it is a very bad film. Um, is it a I, shit piece? I, it's not a shit piece because it's not weird enough to be a shit piece. Although right. it, it, it almost... Well, it doesn't almost, but it's it's slightly leaning towards Wazoian territory with its weirdness and its yeah. non-sequiturs and everything like that. Um, but it's not there. So although it has these strange moments, it's it's far too timid in spite of its horniness to really go anywhere weird enough for people to really take notice. But what's interesting is that there's a very big disparity in terms of how this movie was received critically versus how it was received by audiences. Um, right. So, um, so it's not been well received by audiences by any means, but it's standing at a five point seven out of ten on IMDb. Um, so that's still a pretty bad score for a rom com, which generally people are quite lenient with score wise. Um, but it's not awful. Um, but according to to Metacritic, the average critic score is is uh, twenty eight out of a hundred, twenty eight percent, which is. Which is not great. So there's only four reviews on Metacritic um, of this movie, which is never a good sign in the first place. Um, but uh, yeah, so the Chicago Sun-Times said it is an extra cheesy and terrible film. Um, uh, the LA Times said, despite an energetic supporting cast, including uh, Martin, Alyssa Milano, Danny Aiello and Gary uh, Basaraba, the two leads sweep, sleepwalk through this limp and formulaic endeavour. Uh, original sin said it's awful by any metric you apply. <laughs> um, and, What's original sin? Uh, I don't know, but sin is spelt C I N, so I assume. Oh, okay. Cinema. Right. I thought that might have been a reference to the Catholicism of the film at <laughs> first. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Global Mail Toronto said a slice of advice. Then take the film's 102 minutes to visit the actual little Italy and enjoy a leisurely meal. Or make your own pie at home, or stay at home and do nothing. <laughs> That's like really polite and cutting. That's really polite and Canadian, but also extremely cutting. That's like the most Canadian way you could just absolutely own someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very you know, yeah. I would rather do nothing than be in your company, sir. Um, yeah. Where where is the 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 audience is a little bit more accepting of it um it stands at 5.7 on imdb 5.8 on metacritic people saying oh it's not bad it's fine um it's yeah it's it's not great and i I don't think anyone would look at this and say this is my favorite movie ever no you'd have to be really invested in the kind of the the little of it 
and the the Italian themes and in the romance, but also stupid enough to want to defend all those things when it's clearly doing it in a very bad way. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 not great, is it? And it's it's hard to sort of you know, it's not a hateful movie. No, <laughs> I no. guess. Um, but but if you're if you're really into that kind of thing, you'd be doing something like watching. Uh, Moonstruck, for instance, which also has the whole Italian American thing going on, but in a much more and also stars Danny Aiello, and also stars Danny Aiello, um, uh, but but does it in a much more um, enjoyable and heartfelt way, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's still a really fun film that I think holds up holds up really well. Yeah, or you could watch any of the millions of gangster movies because apparently that's the only thing you're allowed to do. So I suppose that's something nice about this. There's no gangsters in it. It manages to avoid that stereotype. No, there's no mob. <laughs> there's no, there's no and I was mob. surprised. I was expecting at some point someone to mention the mob or for some, there to be like a ridiculous mob subplot, which was obviously the route they were going to go down until they remembered pizza competition. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at least there's no mob in it. That's good. Uh, you know, pizza is better than mob in terms of stereotypes in movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, I love that she's like a really fancy high end chef and then she's like designing her menu on some generic word art design program with horrible type. <laughs> Just getting, yeah, getting out the clip art of someone, someone cooking something and putting it in. And yeah. just imagine, I just imagine Jane Seymour's character at the other end going, God damn, it's brilliant. I love it. I love this it. is what millennials like. I know what millennials like. Me, a 50-year-old woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite something, isn't it? Uh, uh, and that's the thing is, it's another one of those movies, and these come around every so often, like, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Fifty Shades of Grey where it has this understanding of the publishing industry that doesn't exist. Yeah, like where um, she goes up to someone who's working on a book and says, make the font bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, whereas this is kind of the similar thing for pizzas. And I don't know if you noticed, but the two pizzas they made at the end looked quite bad. They looked nasty. They did not look like good pizzas. And I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of pizza. Me too. It made me want, still made me want pizza and I had pizza oh, yeah. tonight. Well, I think that's the thing is that Pizzas that are bad, they're still pizza, aren't they? Yeah. It's a, it's a food, what they say, has a low floor and a high ceiling, right? Yes, yeah. So you can, any old bad pizza, you're still like, ah, it's still delicious cheese on bread. I'm going to eat this. Um, but yeah, then when Whereas you get Cod really... Row, well, <laughs> it doesn't really have a floor or a ceiling. It's at the bottom of the ocean because it's <laughs> disgusting and should not be eaten. Oh, quite. It's, it's very bad. Um, but yeah, it's, it, but yeah, even so you'd have thought they'd get some really nice looking pizzas for this movie. Cause even when they show the, the, the beginning where they're like, this is our amazing pizzeria where we both work together. You're still like, oh, that pizza doesn't look that good. No. It looks greasy and weird. You've been to Canada. Do Canadians make good pizza? I recall that I ate some pizza there that was good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So yeah, very very strange. Um, yeah, not enough pizza content for a film about pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's it's about pizza, but there's no nowhere near enough proper pizza. They spend more time on a horrible fig and gouda pizza, disgusting, with, with yeah. a rocket on it or arugula as it's called in America. Oh god, yeah, I was like, what the hell even is that? So that is, yeah, that is rocket, um, which works all right on a pizza. I've had a pizza with rocket on. Yeah. It works chuck well. it, chuck it on top of a pizza once it's put made. it on there with some nice, you know, nice cured ham. Jobs Makes you feel like you're being healthy when you're not. <laughs> you're still eating a lot of greasy food, but you've got a little bit of green on it, so you're okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, where, where is the best pizza you've ever had? Naples, probably. Yeah, we went there a couple of years ago on holiday. Um, when I went to the very famous place and I queued and got it, and it was very good. What is that? It's called. It's a little Italy pizza. <laughs> yeah, obviously it's called Vince's Best Pizza. <laughs> Sorbillo, um, that's it. 
It was very, very good and well worth queuing for. Sorbio. Uh, yeah, because I'm not, I'm not sure where I... Because um, I also had pizza in Naples and around that area. And that's definitely one of the best pizzas I've ever had, if not the best. Um, you know, you, you go to the... Um, you go to the the home of the pizza and you want one that's good and it's very traditional isn't it the way that they cook them yeah um you know it's all oven has to be a certain temperature and made from a certain brick and whatever yeah and then it is basically just you, you know you go there you want a margarita and you want that kind of very traditional pizza and it's it's amazing it's really delicious um so yeah i think that's up there uh, if you want good pizza go to the home of the pizza yeah for sure it was very, very good, and I consider it a privilege to have experienced it. What's your favourite takeaway pizza, though? Because because that's what I what's that's what I like about pizza is you've got you know you've got the really traditional lovely pizzas, but then you've got the monstrosities that takeaway <laughs> pizza joints create, where it's as far from the original pizza as you can possibly get. Yeah, but it's it's, its own thing, isn't it? Really, yeah. people who try and be all traditionalist about it and like say that's not real pizza, it's just like well, it is because. Literally millions of people eat it every day and call it pizza. So it is, it's just not the same as that. You're trying to look cultured by saying you wouldn't enjoy a Domino's pizza or a Papa John's or whatever. You fucking would. You do when no one's looking. <laughs> There's a few things that I don't I don't trust about people. One of them is if they don't enjoy a takeaway pizza, I immediately yeah. I'm, I'm immediately suspect to their intentions. Um, I would not let them go on a date with my daughter if they don't like takeaway pizza, for instance. Yeah. Not that I have a daughter, but in the future, if I have a daughter and the boy is like, or the girl is like, I don't like, I don't like pizza uh, from from Domino's. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Or get if they out. don't like pizza at all. Oh, if they don't like pizza at all, I'm yeah. shooting them and hiding them in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've got to rid the world of people who don't like pizza. Um. But yeah, there's that. And also, like, I, I love pasta as well because I am a fiend for Italian food and a horrible carbohydrate yeah. monster. Me too. Um, and people who, and obviously I love good pasta, but people who don't like a dirty home fried pasta bake every once in a while, no time for that shit. Yeah. You've, you've, had, a, that. you've had a fucking tiring day. You don't want to fucking make a whole sauce from scratch. You know, obviously it's nice when you've got the time you don't feel stressed. Sometimes you just want the comfort of opening a jar, pouring it over a ridiculous amount of pasta, covering it in cheese, putting it in the oven, and then eating two servings worth in the same night. Yeah. And, you know, pro tip, once you have kids, you rely on that stuff a lot more because you just do not have the time or energy to make stuff. Well, exactly. You know, like I I make a lot of home-cooked food um, now um you know make, making a lot of stuff from scratch but i know one day i'm not going to have time to do that shit and you know what sometimes it's nice just to be like ah i don't have to cut any tomatoes and onions tonight yeah i don't, I don't have to i don't have to think about spice blends and shit like that i can just chuck something in an oven and be like ah oh, that's good I'll, I'll come back to that in half an hour yeah the people who are snobbish about all this kind of stuff like act as if they're eating like homemade fig pizza every night they're not they're eating beans on toast when no one's looking yeah exactly they're 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 eating pot noodle wrapped yep. in wrapped in a filthy doner kebab <laughs> <laughs> how would that work is it like you wrap the kebab around the plastic of the pot noodle and then <laughs> no, kind of so, eat okay. munch it off there like a weird skin <laughs> Okay, I'm thinking about the theoretics here of this. This is not something I've ever done. Disclaimer. <laughs> but I'm thinking, right, how would you do that? So you'd have to... You've got your kebab meat, in, yeah. I guess inside a pita Donna bread. Meat. So maybe you make a little canyon in the doner meat within the pita bread, and then you pour the pot noodle in there after you've cooked it, <laughs> and then seal it back up, and then you eat the kebab. That must be the way to do oh, it. Oh, you've got to seal it up, have you? Oh, yeah. You know what you, you could do? You, you could can't seal have... that up and kind of crimp the edges and then put it in the hot pizza oven, <laughs> and like a calzone. You could put cheese in it, seal it up, cheese, put it in the pizza, and put it out. Donna pot noodle calzone. This is still less disgusting than a fig pizza. I, I genuinely say. would rather eat this shit than anything um, with figs but, on but it. No, figs you, are fucking you, disgusting. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't have the pot noodle on show. It's, it's a great shame. It's like when people eat those, those um, fatty birds in France and they have to hide their face with a towel. 
Oh yeah, um, it's it's like that. It's the British version of that. Is you can't let the world see that you're eating a pot noodle inside a doner kebab. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have it in a paper bag, like booze in America. And yes, you're drinking yeah. booze on the street from a paper bag. <laughs> eating a don- <laughs> eating a doner kebab and a pot noodle from a paper bag on the street. Yeah. Oh dear, uh, that's my that's my Friday night sorted. I'm gonna go yeah. out. <laughs> Can't wait. Risk the Rona to go and get a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> They've and probably got it on Deliveroo or something. I'm sure, yeah, but but I need to be there in person when they see me open it up and pour a pot noodle over it and then leave. Oh, so are you going to take the pot noodle with you to the kebab shop? <laughs> yeah, I'll have made a pot noodle in advance. You'll have boiling water in a thermos so you can do it fresh. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll be there. And whilst I'm, whilst I'm waiting to get my kebab, I'll, I'll pour in that and uh, ask, oh, can I have a spoon, please, or can I have a fork? And, 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 and make the pot noodle and then... Uh, <laughs> Give them back the dirty fork. (laughs) Give them back the dirty fork. Here you go, mate. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Hand them the kebab with the pot noodle and say, oh, could you you put some cheese on this for me, please? (laughs) And pop it in the oven. (laughs) And pop it in the oven. Make it nice and crispy. I want some crispy noodles. I'll pay extra. (laughs) 50p extra. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then just... (laughs) Ask for a giant dip, like a giant garlic and herb dip, and then just dunk the entire thing in the dip. <laughs> yeah, and then why? Well, yeah, because obviously, once you bite into it, the constitution of it is gonna start. It's gonna start crumbling. It's gonna well. start falling apart. You know, there's so you got noodles falling stru- into the dip. There's not much structural integrity in a doner noodle. No, the noodle. And then what you really have is this kind of pot of sauce full of doner meat and noodles left over at the end that you can eat with a spoon. <laughs> Not with that. You just put your hand in, man. Oh, you, you, you're going to go fingers? Just scoop it out with your hand. <laughs> Welcome to the most disgusting thing we've ever talked about on this podcast. <laughs> this is like <laughs> stuff from that Instagram account, Boys Who Can Cook. Have you seen that? <laughs> I've not seen that. What is I think this? I frequently send you things from it. Oh, is is this just where it's like people making uh, like uh, Mountain Dew chicken and things like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I might I might have to follow this account then. Um, it's very good, but yeah, wel- welcome to the things to do with your Donna Kebab podcast. <laughs> I genuinely feel a little bit sick having spoken Me too. about this. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not good. Anyway, Ryan, have you got anything else you want to say about Little Italy? Um, after this just that it diversion? was extremely convenient that once they had a fight and a falling out, that the shop next door was available for one of them to move into and turn into the, the pizzeria that's literally next door. Yeah, it's very uh, very good, isn't it? That it didn't turn into a fucking betting shop, which is what everything turns into at the moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, that was that was nice and convenient, wasn't it? And I liked the bit when um, Emma Roberts went up to her nonna and went, Hey, what's wrong, nonna? You usually love it when I do stereotypey voicey. <laughs> yeah, you got to love that. That was a good bit. Yeah, um, um, for sure. He had a pretty sweet Toronto Blue Jays jacket on in the opening scene. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that? I did not notice that, but I'm glad you picked it up as yeah. the resident baseballing fan. That was good. But okay, so my biggest problem with this film is that there's the whole thing is predicated on the fact that these guys had a fight and a falling out and you don't know what it's about and you find out at the end and all it is was what they were going to name their restaurant. Yes. Fuck off. Yeah. Like no, nobody has that, this level of like, and I guess you're supposed to think that that's fine because they're Italians and they're passionate and that's, that's why they, they fall out over anything or whatever, which is kind of a dumb stereotype that the film wants you to think, but it doesn't work at all. No, it's it's really bad, isn't it? When they reveal that, you're like, oh, that's it? Okay, that's stupid. Yeah, that's really dumb. Um, yeah, it's it's very, very poor, isn't it? You thought at least it was going to be something horny, given how horny a film it is. It tried to touch my ass. You know, get some homophobia in there as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Take the racism box already with there's the a li- characters. There's a little bit of homophobia in here where he's like, are you touching my ass to his gay friend? Um, it's like, that's a bit weird. Not sure what that added to the movie. Yeah. Um, it's, it's supposed to be like a funny vulgar gag. Touching an ass. <laughs> Hilarious. 
Yeah, it's it's just not good, is it? Yeah, it's just like ultimately this film is a fairly standard rom com that could have worked if it actually gave a bit more depth on the characters and some of the other stuff instead of spending three quarters of its runtime on gags where half of them actually do land and some of the sort of sniping back and forth between people is sharp and is funny but half of them as you say are just weird or vulgar non sequiturs yeah it feels as though a lot of it feel a lot of it feels quite ad-libbed doesn't it yeah um and and them just going well we've got that let's just move on now rather than trying to think of something funny um which yeah it just doesn't work does it yeah um, so I've got a little bit of trivia for you. Um, when playing uh, football in the rain, Hayden Christensen twisted his ankle and production was halted for a week. Um, football. <laughs> football. Um, and then although 10 months after its release, pot was legalized in Canada, it would still have been illegal to put uh, put it in the pizza sauce unless that sauce was sold in a government store. So if this is a government pizza store... That's fine. Otherwise, they'd still be in a lot of trouble. That's um, that's good trivia. I like that. Yeah. I also yeah. love the idea of a government pizza store. Yeah. Hey, come to get your pizza prescription. Get pizza on the state. That's yeah. the kind of nation that I want to live in. Yeah, Keir Starmer, if you're listening. Yeah, you we know, know you, you listen are, every week. Because he fucking Sir loves Stasi, <laughs> As Ian Brown called him. It's <laughs> the new Tony B. Liar, isn't it? Tony B. Liar, yeah. I've seen yeah. lots of people calling him Keith as well. I'm not sure where that comes from. Keith? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure where that comes from. But um, but yeah, Keir Starmer, famous fan of rom-coms, I guess, since he listens all the time. He's constantly writing in, suggesting stuff, but it's all terrible. Yeah, um, he yeah. wants us to look at the worst films. Give us pizza on the state, you bastard. Put yeah, come on. Manifesto. This is what the people want. We want fucking pizza. You think you're a man of the people. You were a human rights lawyer, right? Surely in your time working on human rights, you would have realised that pizza is a human right. Yeah. Yeah, come on, mate. You you weird lawyer bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sort it out. Sort it out, come on. Stop stop being on PMQs and sort out fucking pizza for the people. Get on pizza. Cues. You want to get you want to get that red wall back. You've got to make it red with pizza sauce. <laughs> yeah, make that manifesto promise. Um, so, so the only other bit of trivia I have is that this was directed by Donald Petrie, who did Mystic Pizza. Yes, um, which starred Emma Roberts's aunt Julia Roberts. I did know this. I have not seen Mystic Pizza. I think this is one that's been on our kind of back burner list for a while. Hasn't it, it has, yeah, yeah, and I've not seen it. Maybe um, we'll get to it next year. Heard it's a, a a classic. So yeah, maybe next year we'll get on it. And then of course he also did Miss Congeniality, which mm-hmm. we've talked about on here. Um and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, which I don't know. Have we spoken about that? Yeah, that was early on. Was that wasn't very it? early? One of our earliest episodes. With, with Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Um yeah, I think that was a very early one, wasn't it? Um Yeah. I'm gonna say even first ten. No, episode twenty eight. I've got it. Oh wow. Um, but, uh, but yeah, century. But I think it's fair to say that this is not as good as either of those. No, it certainly is not. Um, so, how are we going to rate this? Uh, how many figs are on your fancy pizza? <laughs> so, thankfully, there's not many figs on my fancy pizza. It's only got six figs on it. Um, I didn't like this movie very much. I did not think it was very good. No, it's um, a very annoying film, but there's a certain level of ridiculousness to it that is vaguely charming, but there's too much annoying stuff to get past it. But for that, I will go a little higher. I'll give it a 7 out of 20. I enjoyed the horniness. If the whole movie had been ridiculously yeah. horny, that would have been great. Horn rating, um, 20 out of 20. <laughs> yeah, horn rating, 20 out of 20 innuendos. <laughs> Um, but yeah, needed a, needed a bit more uh, of other stuff, didn't it? It's got the full horn section, the euphonium, <laughs> the French horn, the tuba. It's got the lot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so we are going into Christmas time now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Step into Christmas. Let's watch some bad films. So do you want to go with one of the ones that you're excited about or do you want to go with one of the pieces of shit that i've found <laughs> what a choice um no i i wanted to start with the dolly parton one because cool. everyone has watched cool. that 
Excellent. Well, yeah, let's let's do that. It's called Christmas on the Square. Christmas on the Square Pizza. Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square Pizza. Yeah. Excellent. I'm looking forward to this. A nice palate cleanser after all those figs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's going to wash that taste right out of your mouth. (laughs) For sure. Oh, dear. So, yeah, that looks great. Next week it will be December, and I'm really excited for that. Yes, it's going to be excellent. Cool. All right. Well, I really enjoyed talking about Little Italy, even though the film itself was, yeah, was weird and horny. But this was a good episode, I think. I'm glad that we got to discuss the greatest worst food ever made. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm fully on board with that. (laughs) Very good. Well, uh, as always, you can... Contact us on Twitter at Big Boys Don't Pod. You can email us bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you with recommendations, etc. Um, there's a link in our show notes where you can give us money if you like what we do. No subscriptions or anything, just a kind of one-off thing if you want to give us a tip. Give it like a tip jar. Like you tip your pizza guy. Yeah, exactly. You tip for a good pizza. You tip for a good episode of a podcast about pizza. Yeah. And, you know, go and enjoy some pizza. Yeah, that's the moral of this episode. Go get a nice pizza, everybody. You deserve it. We've had yeah. a tough year. Go have some nice pizza. You've earned it. Yeah, get on it, guys. Alrighty, and we'll be back next week to talk about Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye. Yep, da 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 da